0: Hi, I'm Tiana Walker, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Tom drivers,
1: whip! Scores! Now in front of the scores! Paul Rabel. Splits two
2: and scores! Kylie Elmiller showing off those shifty skills. Kelly, not shy, bounces one home! What a start! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of pro lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. Today we're joined by a member of the WPLL Brave, 2019 WPL champion and all-star, Tiana Walfer. Tiana, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you guys for having me.
2: Thank you for joining us, Tiana. You grew up in Ellicott City. You stayed close to home, uh, attended UMBC before transferring to Towson University. What impacted your decision to stay in the Baltimore area and eventually attend Towson?
0: Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is my family. Ever since you know I was younger, my family's always supported me, always been there for my sport. And just coming in as a high school student, that's where it kind of took that jump to be more serious, where I started looking at colleges. And, you know, back then, you're looking when you're a freshman, a sophomore, mm-hmm. when I committed to mm-hmm. UBC, so it starts early. And I just knew that I wanted my family to be a part of it. My family is very close. Um, they mean everything to me. That's always the number one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I've even stayed in this area for as long as I have. And, uh, you know, I want to be able to, when I'm playing, look in the stands and see them there and have that support yeah. system. And uh, I think that was really one of the biggest influences in, in staying close, even when I was transferring from UMBC to Towson.
1: That's awesome. So while you were at Towson, you guys obviously had had a fantastic record, especially uh, that career high, 16 wins during your senior year. Uh, you recorded 42 cost turnovers and ranked fourth in program history with that, so Uh, obviously had a stellar time and career at Towson. How do you think your time there really helped you prepare you for the professional game? Uh,
0: I think the competition. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people think of the conferences, you know, like Maryland's playing in, you get up to, you know, Syracuse, you have those big-name teams. Towson isn't really going to be the first team that pops into mind, but the CAA, that's a conference brand, has some really good teams and some some strong talent, you got JMU, you have Elon, you've got Delaware. I mean, it's consistent of so many teams that have good players, um, good programs. So I think that helped prepare. And then even just playing teams outside of our program, um, you know, you have Loyola right down the road in Hopkins, two very great programs with a lot of history that you could play right down the road. So sure. I think um, I was lucky to be a part of that and uh, as Towson to be exposed to that, to see different teams, different levels, and that just makes you a better player overall because you see so many different things. You see so many different players um, with different skills and uh, the different coaching. So I think that definitely is the reason why um, I've been prepared for the professional league, but, you know, I still, every single game, I'm just like, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's a challenge, but that's why you play the sport, and that's why you you want to play the sport, especially defense. Uh, it's yeah. one of the hardest positions to play because you've got to stop these phenomenal players from scoring, and that is near impossible, especially
2: in the professional league. Yeah, and you, you mentioned you know how hard it is to play defense, and you know most of the time defenders don't get enough credit as well, uh, especially on the stat sheet. You know if you go by The offensive players, we can judge them based on their their goals and their assists, but with defenders, you have to kind of judge them on the intangibles that you don't see on the stat sheet. So, you know, how's it been like, what's it been like playing, you know, defense in a position that doesn't get as much attention and recognition as it probably deserves?
0: You don't really play defense for, you know, that recognition, I guess the limelight, which you know, even you're playing offense. That's not really your goal either. But you just know, going in as a defender, you're not really going to get the love that maybe the attackers or middies do, which is fine because our goal is to go ahead and do all the dirty work. Um, back in mm-hmm. Towson, you're we the anchor. That's what we refer to ourselves as, like the anchor of the team, just because you're that last line of defense. It's the first defender all the way down to the goalie. And so your job is to stop those players from scoring and get the ball back into the offensive hand so that they can score. And that's something that I think every defender has a little bit of the chip on their shoulder, that pride um, coming in. You know, you make that play and you get it back to the offense and they score. You know, you are a part of that. People might not see that. They might see the, um, you know, the pass, the goal, the shot. But it started with you. And, um, you know, I – started playing defense I played low attack when I was young like 10 mm-hmm. um, 11 and then I got moved to defense and at first you know my initial thought you know as a young kid you like to pass and you know see your teammates score and you're like oh I was a big part of that because you were up thinking that's what that's what matters and I think that's mm-hmm. something that still is perceived in um, in club and Lacrosse now, even with the younger younger players, but I got sure. into to defense, and it obviously worked out for the best. My coach knew what they were doing. It's just you know, in that heat of the moment, I'm like, why why am I moving to defense? I love attack. I love thinking of the path that is trying to go and score. But um, I think that defense is a special position, um, just like with goalie, just because. You know, you're, you're doing the opposite. You don't have control. It's almost like a chess match. You have to try to stop the attacker, and they're going to make every move on you to try to get around you. And you've got to just stand your ground and, and stop them.
1: So we uh, kind of talked a little bit about the CAA, and you had uh, a lot of teammates this year on the Brave that were kind of from JMU or Towson. Uh, and your head coach for, for the Brave, uh, Coach LaMonica, was also one of your coaches at uh Towson, what was it like being kind of reunited with her for this season?
0: Yeah, I think it, it was awesome um, to see so many Towson players and, you know, CAA um, in general was, yeah. was great. And like I said before, you know, it's a conference at very high level, but it kind of gets overlooked a little bit, which is, you know, it's fine. It's just it's, – it's nice to see so many players, especially on the same team. You mm-hmm. go from playing against, you know, JMU, we're rivals you go against playing them now you're playing together it's just like it's it's fun to do it it's fun to see how that kind of turns and how it everything just ends up that way and um you know comes full circle but it's great playing for Sonia again you know I love playing with her um my sophomore year through my senior year at Towson great coach um it's always fun just you know kind of talking about different things, to be able to joke around, but then also be serious and being an aspect that um, I thought I lost that happened, that, you know, I wasn't going to be playing again. Um, yeah. You graduate from college, you don't know if that's the, the end of your career in before the league existed, it was the end of yeah. your career. You might play pickup, but that was it. So um am very, very thankful for the opportunity to, to be able to play in even more so thankful to play for Sonia again, and I have so many of my teammates, Emily Gillingham, Galen Montabano, Kelly McLaughlin, um Kelsey Donnelly I never got a chance to play with because I transferred in when she graduated, but she's mm-hmm. a um, a volunteer assistant, so she is actually on the sideline, and I always heard how great of a goalie she was, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, this first year and then this year, she definitely has backed that up. She's a phenomenal yep. goalie, so It's fun to see a lot of Tigers there, and then the same with with JMU and to play with such great players and, you know, the rivalry. You know, college, once you get over that, you're like, you're just playing with with great players who are making you better. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. Yeah, that's great, and, you know, certainly the camaraderie that you guys had um, helped you in the championship because, you know, you guys went down three goals in the fourth quarter, and you were part of the, um, you know, defensive effort that really stifled that high-powered fight offense and allowed your team to come back and you guys came from behind uh, in the fourth quarter to win the WPL championship. Uh, what was the experience like, especially after losing the championship the previous year?
0: Yeah, I think that's what also helped us come back from that, that deficit. Mm-hmm. You know that third quarter we, we were down and as a defensive unit we kind of brought in like, okay, like let's, let's go and picking ourselves up. But a lot of credit go to that midfield um, Marie killing it on the draws, you had Dempsey Amanda just coming up and working their butts off just to get the draws and get some opportunities for us and then defense you know just like I said before chips on the shoulders and just wanting to stand our ground and just say we need to help keep the team in it, you see how hard the offense the draw team's working, we've got to pick it up on our end, like I said the anchor you know we don't want to Think the ship we want to keep it steady so i think that was one of the the main things with that going resonated with us um after we were down three and once we started chipping away and coming back that's when you started to kind of feed into it more and and really really keep stepping up and just saying you know after each bull we just set sure. the time on a clock however many minutes were left that's the only thing we cared about we didn't care about the score and you know to to win it after last year, how we uh, lost it, you know, it was yeah. a surreal moment. Um, you know, I still can't believe that that we won and to come back like that um, against, you know, the fight who has, yeah, you know, you throw down their whole roster, a whole team, just uh, really, yeah. really great players along with the whole mm-hmm. league, but um, you have some big names on there. So I think it was kind of satisfying from uh, how last year ended, but I think it also just um, encourages us and kind of fuels that fire more for next year just to keep it going. And uh, we know teams are going to be gunning for us. So That's
1: awesome. And then after the championship, uh, you found out that you were chosen as one of the 2019 WPLL All, uh, honorary members of one of the All-Star teams. Uh, what was it like to find out uh, that you were an All-Star?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, it's uh, very surreal. And uh, <laughs> I might get emotional. I'm very, no. very honored. And uh, it definitely was a big surprise. I'm not trying to say that to sound like, you know, but I I really was, was shocked. And to be named with the players that were on there, mm-hmm. um, I was just very, very humbled. And, uh, you know, I obviously, just like everyone else, you aren't playing for, for something like that. You're playing for, for the championship. So yeah. to get that and then, be named an All Star which just you know and an nice um, extra, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was it was cool to to get those cupcakes yeah, and to, to see and to have it say All Star and then to see my name and you know my family just just share the news with everyone and you know it's, it was very very exciting very humbling, um, but I owe a lot of it to the team a lot of it to the defense, to the goalies, to Sonia. I mean, every single person that's, that's helped me along the way from high school on. Um, you know, my my high school coaches are the reason why. I wanted to play lacrosse in college, and mm-hmm. so, you know, there's so many people that uh, have helped me helped me along the way. It wasn't
2: just me, so,
0: um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, no, that's great that, you know, your hard work, you know, paid off and you were, you were recognized for that. Um and you know it it's probably awesome too getting to play professionally because that really wasn't an opportunity a few years ago. Um and and now you're, you you coach youth uh in your spare time as well. What do you tell these girls that look up to you um you know and do you ever think that uh you'd play professional lacrosse when you were younger? Yeah,
0: I it's it's funny cuz when you're younger I, I didn't know what sport I was going to play, and mm. you're younger, you always think I'm going to be, you know, whatever, and it changes every single week. Now I have went from basketball, thinking I was going to be a professional basketball player, to then field hockey. And I'm like, well, I don't think there's a professional team, but maybe I can make, um, you know, the Team USA. Then it switched to lacrosse. And I think it was always kind of that, you know, the Team USA wanting to represent your country, because that's all I had. Mm-hmm, and sure. when there was talk in that league came out and there was talk about it, I was like, I would love to play professional lacrosse. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to play the sport yeah. that they love that has been such a big part of your life when you're when you're older. And so when it actually came true, um, it was very surreal because I was like, you know, you see those professional athletes on TV you hear about them, you see the soccer, you know, the women's soccer teams. something mm-hmm. that we like to try to um, not compare ourselves, but just, you know, use as yeah. something to strive for.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: to say, you know, I'm a part of that is, is very, very surreal from when I was younger from switching my mind and going, ah, well, I'll see what I can do. Maybe team USA, if that doesn't work out, that's, that's kind of all you, you have for a sport to yeah. now say, I Want to be a professional lacrosse player, and I'm, I'm coaching the girls now. And you know, I think that it's it's even it's even more fun to coach them now because you can say that can be you guys. You mm-hmm. know, it's not something where you used to say, "Well, if there's a professional league, I'm sure you know you could make it." If if one happens, now we have it. Mm-hmm. So now there is that that extra incentive, and the girls have something more to look up to. Um, aside from the Team USA, aside from from their favorite players, you have a league that you can play for. And, uh, you know, I have girls, I hear girls say it all the time, you know, fans coming to the games and everything. And, and that's awesome, and that's really why we do it. It's not mm-hmm. for us. It's for the generations to come. And I think that is so true because they're going to be what grows the sport. You know, we, yeah. we can help pioneer it but it's really going to be them, and I'm excited to see where, where it goes in even 10 years.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think the WPL is doing a great job of, you know, marketing you guys and your personalities, too. I've loved the Live Like a Pro series that they've been doing over the summer, um, you know, and I think that's, you know, where you need to go. You need to bring, you know, the individuals of the sport to these young players and show them what they can strive for. Um, and, you know, going off of that, we're going to, you know, have some fun questions after our break, uh, kind of in the realm of the Live Like a Pro series or whatever. So, uh, following our break and a word from our sponsor, we'll get back into the action with that. Before history is written. Bobby
0: Orr, behind the,
2: It's played before it's
0: frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
2: Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine The Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to Stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, welcome back. So now it's time for our five and five segment. Adam's going to ask the lacrosse-related questions, and then I'll ask the non-lacrosse-related questions. Um, But let's dive into it. Go ahead, Adam.
1: So first question is one of my favorites. Uh, What's your top song currently on your workout or game day playlist?
0: Ooh, top song? (laughs) Yeah, that is a tough one. It's going to be a rock song. Okay. And I feel like I've got to go with Paranoid, Black Sabbath. Um, okay. That was my goal song my senior year in college and I think it's just a good go-to and I have to listen to it no matter what I'm doing at least once.
2: Well, oh, that's a good one. Next up is
1: what's your uh, current lacrosse stick setup? What do you what are you playing with on game day?
0: Yeah, so the Brian Warp using that go. stick and you know used it all this season. Uh, it's great, accurate passing, accurate shots. It's why I'm shooting it as a defender but uh no it's very lightweight and that's what i'll be using yeah we're well close for me uh
1: next up uh who was your funniest teammate on the braves this season that's another hard one
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have to go with i say dana Doby. she she keeps everything lighthearted and she's just a good person to have on the on the sideline but she'll she'll joke around <laughs> with you and and make you kind of just, just laugh with her and, you know, feel at ease if you're a little nervous and everything. But, yeah, I'd say Dana.
1: Dana, awesome. Yeah, she was someone that I'm hoping to get on the pod in the future. So, that, good choice, good choice. So, who is your favorite lacrosse player um, to watch as a fan? And that could have been kind of a previous player when you were younger or, or someone currently?
0: Yeah, uh, i probably have to go with Katie Hirsch. Um okay. We had cross paths when I was 11 or 12, maybe younger. Sometime around then, I played for Heroes. And uh, my assistant coach was from Hostra and so she had Katie come and help us out. And just from there on, you know, she she was awesome. And you had a defender that you could look up to. Um, sure. You know, I didn't really have any defender, you look up to certain players, but Katie then came in as that player that I just looked up to, I'm like, I want to be like her Um, as a defender. Now, to be playing in the same league as her and uh, playing against her, you know, I'd love to play with her, Um, but she's definitely one that I still look up to and still want to strive to be like Um, as a player, as a person, as a teammate, as a leader, just in every aspect, and so I really really just this, it's funny, kind of one of those other surreal moments to, to yeah. think about all the players you're playing with especially one that you've looked up to for so long
1: sure absolutely now i i might know the answer to this next question since uh it's probably something potentially recent but what's your uh favorite lacrosse moment of yours in, in your career thus far <laughs> was it the championship or
0: yeah it was the championship <laughs> <laughs> That's that one it's it's hard because the Towson my sophomore winning the championship that's sure. up there. Um, I think both are very special moments for their own reasons, but definitely the professional league winning the championship because you're playing amongst the best and yeah. so you get to say that you know you,
2: you're you're number one for for the for that year.
1: That makes
0: sense.
2: Awesome, yeah, a bit of a softball one there to end it. <laughs> yeah, with, with that we'll go into the you know life related questions. Um, What's your favorite place to vacation?
0: I'd have to say Outer Banks, North Carolina. Um, that's always the family vacation. My whole dad's side goes down and just another good time. As I said, family's very important to me and we're all very close. So we go down, rent two or three houses, big Italian family, and uh spend a week at the beach. So it's always good times, fun memories and you
2: know, I love seeing my family. That's awesome. I actually go to the Outer Banks every summer with my family as well, so that's that's up there with me too. Um, where do you stay? Do you stay in like Kerala or Kitty Hawk or?
0: So when I was younger, Nags Head, and then it's been okay. Avon for um however many years.
2: Okay, I heard Avon's really nice. I've never actually stayed there, but uh, yeah, we're in Kerala, but yeah, I, I love it there. It's it's nice and peaceful beach. You know, it's not too too crowded, but uh, yeah, that's that's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Second question: Any hobbies or activities that you have outside of lacrosse?
0: <sighs> Not really, which might be sad to say. Other than you know, okay. like working out, um, I play flag football in the Volo um, okay. from okay. Baltimore League,
2: um,
0: which is always fun. Just because it, it gives you something to do, you're still active. It's a lot of fun with the two I'm playing, and you know they're all great. We actually just won won the league the other day, so that was kind of cool. But I say right. that, but. Yeah, that's that's about it. Hanging out with family, friends. Um, you know, it's sad to say, but I'm working out. And if I'm not working out, then it's really just hanging out and watching Netflix.
2: Nothing wrong with that. A lot of the majority that we interview, we ask that question. and A lot of people are like, oh, well, lacrosse is like my life. You know, I, they have a few other hobbies. But I feel like when you're a professional, you know, once you get to that, if you're at that level, you probably have been, you know, obsessed with it for a while, so I, I don't think there's any harm in that at all.
1: Yeah, no, I uh the the Volo football is more impressive. I only do the uh skee ball, Volo League at Mothers, so uh that's a little more athletic than than the Volo League.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, and go, going off of that one, uh is there anyone that you admire outside of lacrosse, uh, whether it's an, another professional athlete, public figure, or even a personal acquaintance that you have? Um I'd say you know,
0: family, um my mom, um she's definitely one that that you looked up to, and you know I'm probably blanking on some some uh professional athletes that I looked up to when I was younger, You know one's uh jalen Smith, um nerding player, big Notre Dame fan. that's one nice. thing, uh mm-hmm. nerding football, uh, love it. But he got hurt, and just to see him kind of turn around, and he's just a, a great leader and, you know, a very, very hard worker. Um, you know, that's one player that, that I've always looked up to. And then, um, you know, I definitely, my mom is up there. It might be cliche. I'm sure a lot of people say that, but, you know, do better than, than the person that you kind of grow up the closest with. And she's Absolutely. done a lot to put me first and put the family first and uh, something that I will forever be indebted to her for for doing that and and grateful for her, so.
2: That's awesome. And now number four we got, uh, do you prefer to dine out, carry out, or cook at home? Can I say Uber? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely one of the, um, I guess, sad things, too, is, you know, as an athlete, you get used to the late night to get home at like 10 yeah. o'clock, and you're like, yeah, I'm really not feeling like taking dinner. So then you, you get some food. So I, I will admit that. Um, but yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll probably say I'll go with that.
2: <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. I've been using DoorDash a little bit, um, so that's kind of similar, I guess, to Uber Eats. Yeah, it's convenient. I, I like it, and it's not too much more expensive either. So, right. Um, but now our, our final question is uh. What book would you recommend to a teammate or friend that you've either read recently or read in the past?
0: This is another hard one because I love <laughs> Harry Potter. Okay. I've read the books, I listened to the audio books, um Driving Everywhere. I'm a Harry Potter nerd fanatic. So I can't say Harry Potter just popular. it's popular. I'd say either that or <laughs> um Stephen King, The Shining, okay. um, or It. Uh I love I love the book. Um, the old movie, not the one that just came out, the one that was on TV. Um, that was the first scary movie I watched. My sister (laughs) wanted to make me watch it. So thank you for, for doing that, Asia, my sister. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'd say that that book is a good one for, for a horror book. If anyone likes, you know, scary books, but I got
2: to go with Harry Potter. I was a big Harry Potter fan growing up younger. And I'm actually been reading a lot of Stephen King recently, but, the one I'm really trying to get through that I just, I'll pick up and I just won't be able to get through it is the stand. Um, it's good. It's just, it's so long. It's like huge. It's got to be like 800 pages or something. But um, yeah, he's good though. Um, I definitely, a big Stephen King fan. Uh, but that wraps up our 5 and 5 segment. Um, my final question that I always pose to our guests is uh, what is some advice that you would give to a young lacrosse player that's aspiring to be a professional athlete one day?
0: I'd say to make sure you're putting in all the work and to be working when no one's watching. Um, I think that's very true, where you can work you know, work out, someone's watching, your coach is making you do it, you know, you've got to do it. But what are you doing at home when no one's watching, when no one's kind of monitoring you or making you do anything? Um, I think that you doing that, sticking to the basics and just believing in yourself. Confidence is the biggest thing. Um, You know, I think that that will go a long way when you're working on your skills, working out, anything. It's just to believe that you can be out there on that field um, and that you can be just as good as anyone out there.
1: That's awesome. Well, Tiana, thank you so much uh, for coming on the pod with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk about kind of, your career and all that. But uh, before uh, we head out, uh, do you want to tell our fans where we can find you on social media or anything like that?
0: Yeah. uh, So Instagram, just going to be my name, Tiana at T-I-A-N-N-A, Woffer, W-A-L-L-P-H-E-R. Twitter, I don't really use, but still follow me on there. It's going to be T-Woffer3. And
2: uh, yeah, that's about it for social media for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tiana.
0: Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really enjoyed it, and uh, like I said before, I I really admire what you guys are doing for for sport in general, and then especially for uh, the WPLO. So, thank you so much.